Welcome back to another episode of Get Outside with Kids. And we're recording this from the Northern Hemisphere here at the end of summer. And so we wanted to have this timely episode about Oh, what kind of feels like this end of summer drag here. Uh, and me and Kate were just chatting about this in person today and thought we wanted to hop on real quick and kind of tap into some of the emotions that we've been feeling this last week. Even as we say this, I know how kind of spoiled this sounds to be like, oh, poor us. We've had almost too much summer. But we were trying to pick out why it actually feels like this. I think part of it in my case is um, – the amount of adventures that we tried to pack into the summer. And in BC, because of our park system and the amount of reservations and bookings you have to do, you kind of have to live your summer before it happens. Depending on where you're booking, you might be booking a month, three months, four months in advance, um, depending on where exactly you want to go, which means we've often, I feel like we've planned out our summer, particularly like end of June and July, so early that by the time it actually rolls around, I find that I've actually massively overscheduled it. At some point, we'll get to our epic fails from the summer and you'll hear some of these stories from some of our trips that we did, but we went heavy on the adventures early in the summer uh, to the point that I started to feel a bit frazzled. Everything, it was kind of like too many camping trips, too many hiking trips right up front. And now in the last couple of weeks, we've done nothing. It's actually felt kind of good to do nothing because I'm exhausted, Jen. No, I mean, I think we're feeling the same. It's a little bit of, we've had some weather lately here with the wildfires here in BC that have kept us a little bit more indoors and kind of just change up the pace of summer. And then we were kind of the opposite to you where- we had a lot of camping early on, but we did our holidays in August. So we're just coming off a week holidays back to Ontario, which was amazing. And then we're starting another week. It's like a weird week. It's like half holidays slash half working because our kids' daycares happen to be closed. And I kind of feel the opposite. Like, why did we leave all the actual time <laughs> off till the end of summer? Because I, I'm kind of ready to get back to a routine and a schedule. And yet here we are the week before school with this mishmashed week of like, I've got to try and get some work in, but we have some visitors coming. And I'm like, I'm so ready just to get back to like five regular days in a row. I mean, we should also preface this with like, Jen owns her own business. I have a full-time job and both of our partners have full-time job jobs as well. However, I do not think that this is only for people who've been working full-time during the summer. I think parents who are home all the time with their kids would also be kind of feeling burnt out by this point. One of the reasons why I think I've been really thrown for a loop by this whole summer thing is that this is the first summer that we've had a school-aged kid in our family, which means that, I don't know if you knew this, there's no school during summer. <laughs> There's no school. There's these things called summer camps. I was like, great, we'll just sign them up for a bunch of summer camps. But Jen, summer is nine weeks of vacations for the kids. Nine weeks of finding a fun summer camp to explore an art thing or a sport thing, or in our case, booking them all at the same spot because we didn't really realize that summer camps were a thing and then missing out on care until five o'clock and having kids finish at three o'clock every day. How is anyone working a full-time job when summer camp finishes at three o'clock every day? If anyone knows the answer to that, please let me know because I am at a complete loss. Or Kate, as you know, you have said many times as we have chatted, summer is nine weeks, summer is nine weeks. And just a mere two weeks ago, uh, <laughs> I did a quick count up of my weeks of holidays and camps and only 
counted to eight weeks and had a real life panic attack when I realized, oh my gosh, I have missed an entire <laughs> week of the summer holidays. The way that the August long weekend fell here in BC was later this year. And I realized I forgot to book a week of camp for <laughs> my kid. So the Monday before his camp should have started, now I'm frantically Googling online. Um, as Kate has just alluded to, most camps book out really early in advance. Another fun thing, you've got like to book three December, or four months the year advance. before. December. What the actual hell? Yeah, we were very fortunate that uh, there was a, you know, obviously people cancel, things come up. So we were able to nab a, you know, the one spot left, it tells you at the rec center camp for a camp that ran from 8.45 to 2.45 in the afternoon, which is pretty much standard care here. Uh, grateful to get anything at that point, but it has really made me kind of tap into as a pre-child person, you know, there's you you if you're working in a corporate culture and office settings, there's there's this natural lull in the summer. And I didn't really get where that came from. I'm like, I'm still here, I'm still working in the summer. And now as a parent, I'm like, because the poor parents out there have the kids home at all of these random hours of the day. And it's really hard to find a camp or to find care or to pull together a babysitter or grandparents to get you that kind of nine to five quote unquote schedule that actually gives you a full day of care. Yeah. And if you are piecing it together like that, I know from myself and from other friends as well, like say you've got a week of gap in camps and you have to get a babysitter in to cover your working hours, it can get really expensive because you don't generally, most people I know don't have a nanny, which is the kind of rates you're paying. So it can get expensive and like you're trying to do the sort of time management piece and being like, well, hold on, I've got an important meeting in here. I have to be in person somewhere. Who's going to cover this? Um, and I did also talk with a friend who uh, has been on the podcast before, Haley Reno. She was on our podcast last summer talking about her experiences with camps. And she told me that when she used to work in Ottawa in camps, they all went till five o'clock, Jen. She said when she came to BC, she couldn't believe it. She was like, why do they all finish at three? I'm like, I know. I think this is true. Yeah. Because I was just BC. in Ontario. And my friend said the same thing. Like, of course, you just book the aftercare for the camps. And I'm like, there what is aftercare, no aftercare. are yeah. you speaking of? And how do I get some of that? <laughs> the other thing that I think has been throwing me off this summer is because of the lack of structure. The, my kids, uh, my, my older kid is in a bunch of mix of camps and, you know, a babysitter coming here or a parent finishing early there or grandparents visiting. And then suddenly we're a week on vacation. She thrives on routine and there is absolutely no consistency in this. There's a very, like, obviously a lack of structure in the summer. And so it makes, and I get that too, like I've, I'm finding it hard to regulate my emotions and I'm a fully grown adult, allegedly. And so I can see why she is too. I'm really looking forward to getting back to like, these are the days that we go to school. These are the days you go to after school care. This is the time that things start and finish and it's the same. And it's just the same. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. And I can actually book meetings for work and know without having to think it through and read a calendar and a schedule of like 12 different pieces to piece it together. I'm really looking forward to that, Jen. Oh, I cannot wait. I mean, I do think about our poor kids because every day it's like, well, which camp am I going to and which hours is the camp going to be? And then for us, it actually often affects our our, our youngest child is still in daycare. But but then sometimes when the camp finishes early for our school age child, we often pick up our daycare child early as well because sometimes they're in the same location. 
So then the weeks when we have a camp that has longer care or later hours, then my younger son's like, why are you picking me up so late? And I was like, oh, it's not late. It's just actually regular hours again this week because we had aftercare for that one week. And then he was all upset because the daycare day was so long, uh, you know, in comparison to the weeks when we had shorter care. So there's kind of this like ripple down effect to, you know, all of the family members and all of the routines. And, and like you said, like, you know, I have the flexibility because I do work for myself and that's great. But, you know, today's a Sunday and I worked for like five hours today uh, because I know I'm coming up to one of these random work weeks again um, for our kids. Uh, And one thing I have found, and I know, Kate, we have talked about this as well, you know, with the school day, there is a rush out the door in the morning, granted, and it's not always great. But sometimes having these camps that start at like nine or nine thirty is somehow harder to get oh, out so the door harder. for, even though we have more time. We have more time and it's twice as bad to get started in the morning. Yeah, agreed. It's hard to get out the door later and the time is not put to good use. It's not like you're like, oh, we'll do some like I don't know. What could you even do with an extra half an hour in the morning? Apparently I've learned nothing. Um the other thing I think that has I mean, maybe this is anecdotal in my head, but at some point it's probably going to be true with climate change. I feel like our summers are getting hotter and longer. Um, And, you know, when I first moved to Vancouver, I do remember having a lot more wet summers (laughs) where summer wouldn't really start till like mid-July. Um, that's just not the case anymore. So I feel like by the by this time, late August, I'm like a popsicle that's been left out at the freezer. And I'm Australian. I'm like soggy and it would just take a little push on the popsicle stick and I'd just collapse onto the ground. That's how I felt today. And that's actually what I did as my kids were going to bed. I collapsed not on the ground. That would have hurt. But I collapsed onto my bed at like seven o'clock. What is wrong with me, Jen? I think I'm failing at, you know, life right now. And I'm very much looking forward to summer being over. Oh my God. I can't believe I said that. I'm going to regret <laughs> it. You will hear me at my words in like a month. You're not going to regret it. No, but there is something that heat. And I mean, I don't have a study up in front of me, but there are direct correlations between when when the temperature rises, like, like I want to say violence, but like, you know, negative outcomes, I want to say. <laughs> like whining? Because people are like, literally, you're so hot and bothered that you just can't think and you're sweaty and you're sticky and the kids are kind of icky. And, you know, we've talked about here before, like in BC, air conditioning is pretty uncommon compared to other parts of Canada. So we go back and visit Ontario. It doesn't matter how hot it is outside because everyone's got a beautifully temper controlled inside space, at least to hang out with um, and beautifully cool basements. And we just don't have that here. We have this one poor unit in our bedroom that sometimes we go hide in our bedroom for a little bit during the, the hottest part of the day. Just to uh, wait the rest of our house is alone. Just to, just to be there <laughs> in our loud, cranky, air, you know, this old scuttly air conditioned unit. Um, but there is something about that heat and kind of that point where you're just like, I could use some rain, actually. We could just use some cooler temperatures and cooler heads would prevail um, because it has been a long, very hot summer. Mm. And, and you know, usually by this time it is cooling off. I think there's some rain in the forecast this week, which uh, will do very well for the wildfires in the area. But there's something by the end where you actually start to crave those cold temperatures. And I know a month from now, I'm going to be like, I wish we could have one more beach day. Uh, But right now I could just go for a cooler day. And you will have a record of it right here. So the reason we wanted to share this is not just to have a wine fest, although actually it's making this kind of therapeutic for me right now, Jen. But, (laughs) But to let you know, if you're feeling by this point in the summer, like, 
I don't know if I can face another adventure. You're not alone. If you're feeling like dinner is a frozen pizza, it was at our house tonight. Um, if you're feeling like you can't really be bothered going hiking, going camp, all these things feel too hard, you are not alone. You're a kick-ass parent. We see what you're doing for your kids. We'll get back to it. Um, this is just temporary. This is temporary. This is the pep talk that you need. You're going to make it through. Phone it in until the fall comes back, until the temperatures get cooler and the routine returns to normal. We will be recording our next episode of our Epic Fails soon where we'll sum up our summer in terms of all the things that went wrong, maybe throw in a couple of things that went right just to make sure we end on a positive note. Um, if you have a topic idea or a guest you'd love to hear from, we always love hearing from our listeners over on Instagram. You can find us at Get Outside With Kids and we'll be back again next week with another episode of the podcast. 